Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 197 of Soundwave. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me is co-host Carlos. Yeah. We're back. It's a new year. Goodbye, 2020. Fuck 2020. Woo! Is anything going to change? Who knows? Yeah, well, we're on uh, 2020 part two. Yeah, so far. Yeah, the, 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 the meme, it's like six days in, and so I can't remember what it said, and it's the picture of that guy in the capital. 2020 and, New Game Plus. Ba- yeah, yeah, sequel yeah. times two, whatever the yeah. hell we're doing right now. How you been, bud? Uh, I've I've been going. It's uh, this la- this last week was like a, a, it was like wow, things have gotten a little crazy, <laughs> escalated a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like well, that's this is a, gr- a great stress. Yeah, th- I I was in Arizona and all of a sudden everything started picking up again, and I'm like, holy crap, wait, this is all happening right now because we're just on road trips and everything, and finally, usually every day I'm looking at the news and I'm up to date, then all of a sudden, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, I'm like, oh hey, here we go, all right. So that's been fun. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, otherwise not not I haven't been up to a whole lot. Just working. Yeah. Yeah. The I missed the New Year's party. I was over here for our D and D campaign that we did, but otherwise I worked that night. I don't know what you guys end up doing. Uh, we went down to the local place, the garage. Uh, basically they had like uh they limited like so like basically there was like just two tables. Oh okay. Yeah. There was like. Reservation only, and they only started taking reservations for it like the day before. Oh, okay. So basically, end of the night, it was like we had rented out the entire bar ourselves. Did for the years. the people that own it? Did they have their own private thing going on too, or no? No, there's just the the two of them. Uh, the the guy who owns it and his, I'm assuming his wife. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, they they were just playing playing cribbage and like watching the New Year's thing on TV mm-hmm. and like uh. We were playing board games and drinking at the table. Nice. It was great. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe the, the they had something going on there with them too or something. But yeah, yeah. It's actually, it was actually one of the better New Year's I've had. <laughs> yeah. Just because like it was like you rented out an entire bar. Yeah, and you also New didn't Year's. have to cook a bunch of food and clean a bunch of stuff. The well, next I mean, day. however, having a bunch of food is always fun. Yeah, though. that's like, true. Because then I, you have all night to eat it. Because <laughs> there's not really a lot of food choices there. Right. That that's true. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it was pretty busy. And then, like I said, I went to Arizona after that, and me and I met up with Patrick, who's been on a couple of DN, done the, what is that show we do? Department of Offense shows yeah. and stuff. And uh, so I hung out with him, drove around the state a little bit, drank a bunch. That was fun. I don't know. Not a whole lot else. Watch anything? Uh, I'm trying to think, actually, because I, 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 so I started watching uh, Earth 616 on Disney+. Plus. What's that? It's kind of like the, a little documentary seri- series where they'll like uh, go into various p- different parts of Marvel history. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. And uh, so I started watching. I, I had skipped ahead to uh, Paul Shear did an episode, like episode six or whatever, mm-hmm. which was absolutely hilarious because it was just uh, written and directed by him. Po- it's him pitching like this new, like trying to t- make it, take this like old uh, Marvel team or uh, character and like, Try to pitch it to Disney. All right, I want to do a movie or a show around this. Disney's got it. And that Disney was has the money. Absolutely hilarious. And <laughs> if they were smart, they'd give him the money to do that. <laughs> well, we, we, see, we see like uh, the end result of yeah, like right. his little demo reel is like it's not, not going to be good. Uh, but uh, the, I also so I started watching episode one of it because I had skipped ahead, and they it's all about episode one's all about Japanese Spider Man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's. Uh, Crazy, apparently, how influential that was. Like, that's the uh, so like it had like a uh, the guy who like designed the stuff, the toys for it was because like, well, this show's going to need a giant robot mm-hmm. because like robots are popular yep. or selling, especially these days. at that time. Yeah, and so it was also a transforming robot, and so like down the line, 
Transformers came around because of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, giant robots and all those like Sentai shows was because of this show. Because of yeah. Japanese spot. Because of Spider-Man. Japanese Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> so is that before Stan Lee then too? There's... No, no, that was Stan Lee. Stan Lee oh, it was. was. Stan okay. Lee's been there for so long. I didn't realize he was the Japanese Spider Man thing though. No, yeah, but uh, he was, uh, and basically he was the one that like greenlit, like the guy who like. Okay. After like all this work and putting a pilot together with uh, like and like ev- demoing it to like people from Marvel, like nobody was like uh, on board with it. Okay, because like what is this? Yeah, right. This doesn't seem like <laughs> Spider Man at all. But then like uh, Stanley was like on board and okay. supportive, right. and uh, they came, it became very popular. So oh yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about while I was over there. Uh, the only thing I've watched is I downloaded all the Project Blue Book. Have you watched any of that yet? I have not. It's on the History Channel. It's an actual series or whatever. Uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones is in it. I don't know who the, the guy is, but it's about Project Blue Book back in the 40s and 50s. And uh, the two, the captain and the professor, doctor guy, and going to all the different spots where UFO oh, cool. activity happened and trying to debunk it or else hide it for the government and stuff. Oh, that and, sounds uh, really interesting. I didn't realize all the things that actually happened there. And all, like, uh, one of the last episodes in the first season is. Uh, when all those UFOs come into Washington, D.C., and it actually happened in the early 50s. I'm like, I didn't even hear about this, so I went searching. I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually a thing that they were all trying to cover up and everything and make people's silence. So, yeah, that's actually basically all based on truth, but then, you know, give and take what you can. But uh, every episode is basically this thing or else this thing, and now I just started season two, and it's part one of the Roswell thing, and part two is the next, because I guess there was two Roswell things that happened, and I didn't know that, so... Yeah, no, that's uh, that sounds really good. I, like, because as as somebody who listens to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. I've definitely heard a lot about Project Blue Book. And I'm so used to History Channel doing shitty kind of, you know, like the oh, curse of Oak Island and stuff like that. And this is they're actually putting money into making series, like truthful series nowadays. It's like uh, so it's a dramatization. Yes, yeah. Right. So it's it's more of like the X Files for now, but they canceled it after two seasons, which I'm bummed about. Like, oh, they canceled, they're canceled everything now. Well, I, Project Blue Book itself got canceled anyway, so... Well, yeah, I guess that works, but... No, yeah, it, it, it's really cool. I highly recommend watching it. It's on the History Channel. I bought it on Prime, but I'm sure you can find your other ways to watch it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. What about listening to? Anything? Uh, yes, I have listened to Phoebe Bridger's uh, latest album. Uh, I think I, last episode I talked about I listened to her uh, her like album. Christmas she, song her or Christmas, whatever? Yeah, yeah, it had like some Christmas songs on it. But I listened to the, uh, the album's called The Punisher. I'm just waiting for my documents to load up. Here we go. And I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's quite a few good songs on it. Uh, here's just one of them off that album. This is Kyoto. I, I really enjoyed the album, too. I thought it was like uh, it's more quieter than I yeah. was expecting it to be. But yeah, I did like this song a lot. Uh, Kyoto, right? Yep. Day off in Kyoto.
good song. Yeah. Um, the, the, that's sort of the official video off of her own page, and it had like a that kind of grainy sound to it. I wonder if that's supposed to be there. Uh, I'm not sure. I, Just I, because it's a brand new song and it's on her own page, you know, they usually have a little bit better quality sounding. Like stuff. I, I mean, I haven't been listening to her album with the best headphones. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to that, I was just like, it, it was like it was in 120K instead. And I was like, what? And I, I feel like that's something she could have done. <laughs> but uh, anything else? Uh, no, that's really about it. I do have to listen to that whole album. What I've heard from it is pretty good. Uh, I didn't really listen to anything new, but uh, when I was in Arizona, I forgot all about this album. It's the Wombats and their album, The Modern Glitch, that came out 10 years ago now. Um, yeah, here's three tracks from it that I think are really good. I, there's like four or five hits from this, and I forgot how big it was when it came out. Uh, but this first one, because you said Kyoto, I just thought of, oh, the Wombats, Tokyo, and we just listened to this. So uh, this is uh, Tokyo, Vampires and Werewolves. Another big one from it was 1996. I of being seven no. uh, and then my last one is uh techno fan which was one of the biggest songs from the album there which album was this one it's called the modern glitch by the wombats Yeah, I recommend checking out that album, The Modern Glitch by the Wombats. It brought back a lot of good memories driving around, singing along to it. Yeah, I never really listened to them, but like, I really like their song, uh, Let's Dance to Joy Division. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that one's up in that corner. I was going to pick that. Yeah. Uh, another big one from there is uh, Jump Into the Fog and then also Anti-D from that album, too. But yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. I'd love to see them live someday. I think it'd be a really fun show. Uh, anything else? No. Let's go into the news.
What do we got? What do we got? <coughs> Bands in Town has announced Bands in Town Plus, a new $9.99 service a month that uh, gives you subs- gives us subscribers access to over 25 live shows a month. Uh, January and February will feature performances from a slew of artists, including Big Thief, Fleet Foxes, Phoebe Bridgers, Soccer Mommy, uh, Flying Lotus, Empress of, Tycho, and many more. According to a press release, the subscription service revolutionizes the music experience and directly supports the artists in the process. Uh, in November, Bandcamp also announced that they were launching their new ticketed live stream platform, Bandcamp Live, which is currently rolling out access to a broader user base. We've got to do everything we can in these times. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff that popped up over the year, too. Like, Veeps was a big one for a lot of bands and stuff, too. So, uh, These are two of the bigger-named kind of stuff, so that's pretty cool that they're doing that. Um, Academy Award winner and one of my all-time favorite directors, Danny Boyle, is going to create the new TV show about the Sex Pistols guitarist, Steve Jones. Uh, it'll be on FX. It's a six-episode limited series, which Boyle will... Also, executive produce on top of direct, and it's based on Jones's memoir, The Lonely Boy, uh, Tales from the Sex Pistols. Production begins March 7th, and uh, what Boyle has to say about it is, Imagine breaking into the world of the Crown and Downton Abbey with your mates and screaming your songs and your fury at the as they are all present. Um, this is the moment that British society and culture change forever. It was the detonation point for British street culture, where ordinary people, young people, and the, had the stage and uh, vented their fury and their fashion. And everyone had to watch it and listen, and everyone feared them or followed them, the Sex Pistols. Uh, I think that'll be a really cool show to watch. And seeing Danny Boyle do a TV series, that's going to be pretty cool, too. Uh, oh, he's, he's such a visionary for the Sex Pistols. That, that'll be really cool. <clears throat> uh, Little Nas X, Old Town Road, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, is now the most certified song in RIAA history. Uh, that's the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, the viral rap star shared on Twitter that the single, formally released in 2019, had gone 14 times platinum, uh, displacing All of Me by John Legend and Despacito by Daddy Yankee, Louis Fonzie, and Justin Bieber, which are both certified 13 platinum. I don't know why. I, uh, I So I had never listened to the song. Like I, I kept, I'd been hearing about it, and I just never listened to it. That's the same with the the wet ass pussy song, but the then, rap song for but me. But then, like, uh, I don't know. Sometime last week, it, was, like, it popped up on like uh, on like a list of songs. So I was like, all right, I'll let's do this. <laughs> this is a fun song, and I listened to a couple of his other songs. And I've all, never listened okay. to any of his other songs, but yeah, I'd... they're okay. He actually did a holiday song. He's like, damn it, I should I could have had this on like, my list of <laughs> next stuff next year. Next year. Uh, no, yeah, I I didn't really know much. I don't even think I've listened to the song. Well, yeah, I had to have because it got played at the bar all the time, but I just kind of zoned it out. But uh, yeah, that this it's just like WAP. Like, how did these songs just become? Hey, here it is, and uh, congratulations, Billy, you're you're multimillionaire all over again. <laughs> Achy breaky heart and I, old town road. <laughs> like, I don't think he has like a, an actual album though, does he? Like, it's just like Lil Nas singles. or Billy Lil Nas. Oh, I'm pretty sure. He, well, actually, I don't know. Now that you say that, I have no clue. <laughs> I just know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, a judgment has been made in Nicki Minaj and Tracy Chapman's copyright dispute that began in 2018 over Minaj's sampling of uh, Chapman's 1988 song, Baby Can I Hold You, uh, in her leak track, Sorry. And if it was a leak track, too, that she, oh, she's suing a while. Uh, according to documents filed in a California federal court this week, uh, Chapman and her team have accepted a $450,000 offer of judgment that Minaj and her team tendered in December. The sum includes all the costs of attorney fees related to the case. And there you go, Tracy. You got half a million dollars again. Good job. Um, 
Ooh, yeah, 2021, we almost lost this guy. Uh, Dr. Dre was hospitalized after suffering a brain aneurysm. Uh, Dre posted on uh, his official Instagram account after the news was re- first reported, writing that he's doing great and he's uh, getting excellent care at his medical team and uh, he can't wait to get out of the hospital soon. Uh, yeah, when I heard that, I was like, holy shit, we're losing Dr. Dre in the first week of 2021? That would suck. It's but, good that he was able to get to a hospital quickly. Yeah, right? Because brain aneurysm, holy fuck. Uh, Bee Gees, last surviving brother and member, Barry Gibb, has released Greenfields, the Gibb Brothers soundtrack, Volume 1. Uh, it's an album that features new versions of the songs from the Gibb family collection. Uh, ahead of the record's release, he shared a new version of 1968 Words featuring Dolly Parton. Uh, the 12-track uh, Greenfields includes collaborations with Olivia Newton-John, Cheryl Crow, Miranda Lampart, Brandy Carlisle, and many more. I'm actually kind of intrigued. I want to know what kind of uh, Bee Gees songs that they ended up choosing for this. And yeah, Barry Gibb, he's the last one out of all of them. Uh, here's a little bit of that. There'll be no other time And I can show you how My love Talk in everlasting words And dedicate them all to me And I will give you all my life I'm here if you should call to me How good Dolly still sounds nowadays, yeah. and uh, you can tell that that's one of the Gibbs brothers actually. When he just sounds like an old man sounding like the Bee Gees nowadays, but yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, in sad news, MF Doom has died. His wife Jasmine Dumile uh, revealed on December 31st the elusive rapper actually died on October 31st. A representative for Rhyme Slayers confirmed the legitimacy of the statement. The cause of death has not yet been revealed. Uh, MF Doom was 49 years old. MF Doom was born in London and grew up in <coughs> grew up on Long Island, New York. Doom, who was a excuse me, <coughs> Doom, who was born uh, Daniel Dumile, uh, began rapping in the late '80s under the name Zev Love X uh, in the group KMD. By the late '90s, Dumile adopted the MF Doom persona, donning the mask of Marvel supervillain Doctor Doom, and uh, he released his self-produced uh, debut Operation Doomsday in April '99, making it the beginning of his prolific run of albums and production. Uh, I don't know a lot of MF Doom, MF Doom, but in 2005 he did uh, Danger Mouse and MF Doom, and it was, uh, what was it, uh, Doom Doomsday or something like that. And uh, that, that was a really cool album. And uh, yeah, he does all his own production and stuff. It's pretty cool. He's an awesome, awesome hip-hop rap artist. Uh, passed away at 49. And yeah, that's wild that it was actually under wraps since October 31st and took a whole two months until it was revealed. So sad news, but yeah. Let's go into our weekly theme. Welcome to the weekly theme. The theme this week is strangeness and oddities. Pretty fun category. Uh, 
could dive way deeper than I probably did, but yeah, there's there's a lot of there's yeah, there's a lot out there. Let's just say that. I don't know, relatively simple. What'd you think? Yeah, it was uh, pretty simple to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's then there's so many weird songs. You could out take there. it so many different ways. Like this too. is like this is just a, such a small sampling. <laughs> Cause yeah, I was like, well, I could go super super weird, like do that on Uma Guma, the a bunch of furry animals around jamming around a fire with a pick by Pink Floyd, and it's just a whole bunch of animal sounds freaking out. But or you could do some. Well, there's always like a there's always like songs that are normal. But the music video is just absolutely bizarre. I know, right? That's the other thing, uh, which is one of them that I chose, but it's also a weird song. But then, I, like, the first thing that came to my mind was thinking, like, uh, like I wanted, like, a freak show and stuff. And then I was like, well, there's Rob Zombie, but I miss, that's more of, like, a horror section than strangeness and oddities. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can start it out. What you got? Sure. I'm going to start us off with, uh, well, if we're going to talk strangeness and oddities, we're going to have to start off with some weird. So we're going to have some weird Al on this list. Uh, this is uh, Bob from Weird Al, which is Weird Al singing like his Bob Dylan, but the entire song is just palindromes. Yep. And I think that's great. Like, it's to just have a song about song like Bob Dylan is just nothing but palindromes. So, yeah, here's Bob from Weird Al. Ah, Satan sees Natasha, no devil lived on. Lonely Thailand, all not a banana baton. No X in Nixon, oh Stone B not so, oh Geronimo, no minor ego. Naomi Amon, a Toyota's a Toyota, a dog of panic in a pagoda. <laughs> oh no, Don Ho, nurse I spot gypsies, run. Senile felines, now I see bees I won. Tofu, we panic in a pew. Uzi rat in a sanitary zoo. Got a red nugget, a fat egg under a dog. Go hang a salami, I'm a lasagna hog. Yeah, that that's pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty right strange, John. Multiple levels. I, I he is a lyrical genius when it comes to shit like this and everything, you know. Too like I I can't uh, like just thinking of this the like style, Silas Belmar, like can Belmar, yeah. Like if you're gonna do a, a like a, a Bob Dylan song, like or a palindrome song. Going with Bob Dylan is not a bad choice. I know, right? Just the he's very whimsical he's re- in how he sings and very know? and very like uh, toxing a yeah, lot. Yep, yep. So that's pretty perfect. Yeah, when they it was probably two or three years ago that you had this on there on here or something. And yeah, I thought it was amazing at that time too. Uh, so yeah, you had weird. Well, I had to go strange. So of course, people are strange is always a good choice for that. <clears throat> I ended up choosing it by Echo and the Bunnymen and not the Doors. This one's from the Lost Boys soundtrack. People are strange.
Yeah, and goes on like that for a little while. W- was that really originally mm. off of just the Lost Boys album? No, it's the it's originally the Doors song on Strange Days. Okay. This is just the the Echo and the Buddy Men version. Oh, I see. Lost so it's Boys a different. Soundtrack. Got it. Yep. Yep. I, I was wondering, like, it sounded a little different. <clears throat> yep. They uh, they recorded it. It's like the opening of the Lost Boys movie. So it was originally the Doors. Yep. Yep. All yep. Right. So my next one is from the Avalanches and uh, Soda Jerk. Uh, now, this is a long song. It's like 11 minutes. 1340. And it, took, it took years for it to be made. Uh, like it, it was like after their first album, they started working on it with Soda Jerk. And it took like four years after that. Uh, basically, this, uh, the entire music video is bizarre because it's just a lot of just like cutting of other movie people into other films and Mm -hmm. frames and it's all over the place and it's actually really well done too like there's some there's some cuts in there like wow is that really just like cut together uh but also the 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 music itself uh which like the avalanches do a lot of sampling well this song is like a lot of sampling of their songs which are sampling other things (laughs) because because there's there's a lot of stuff to other songs is soda jerk the visual person then uh yeah, I think Soldier. Uh, I don't know if he did any music in there, but he He's like he the, was uh, the video. he did a lot of okay. uh, video. Yeah, work. that's cool. All right, yeah. So here is the was from Avalanches and Soda Jerk. some pretty awesome transitions uh what he was talking about so it went from the movie somewhere by sofia coppola and then they inserted some lords of dogtown skateboarding underneath the water and then they played some more lords of dogtown then they went into a nightmare on elm street where the cop cars came by and then also nicey ferris bueller come running out and it's all pretty seamless editing and it's pretty awesome like there's a there's a subway section of uh, from the, the, song. the Warriors, I think, is what they're well, showing there. But like, it's all over the place. Like, is there's it? so many things being thrown together, and like, so many different characters that never existed on the same frame. Well, I was gonna say, the there's a lot frame. of subways in movies too, and you can pretty seamlessly put stuff together. No, that was pretty cool. When I saw the the Nightmare on Elm Street with the guy running away from the murder scene, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so that was the was Avalanches and Soda Jerk from uh, 2016, I think it was. Uh, my next one is by Primus, and, uh, this is a fucking weird-ass music video. I didn't choose a music video because the audio wasn't that good in it. But, of course, you had to choose Why Not Big Brown Beaver. Now, the Big Brown Beaver, so he thought he'd take himself a peek. But the beaver was quick in 
Is that the one that's on Guitar Hero? I can't remember back it, in the day. I'm not sure. It, it might be. I, I didn't have all the Guitar Heroes. Okay. That was one of the ones, I think, so. Like, uh, it, it reminds me of, uh, for, it, there was a Nickelodeon cartoon show back in the day called Angry Beavers. Yeah. And <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I can I, see I, that. I, yeah. It reminds me of that. Who did the intro to that, I wonder? To Angry Beavers? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What do you got? Uh, so my next one is, well, going to have... Prince was a strange person, so we're going to have one of his songs on here. And, uh, like, it's hard to choose a single Prince song because he's done a lot of weird stuff over the years. But I think I, I decided to go with those. So he did a lot of music for the Batman soundtrack, yeah, for the 1989 Batman. Sound, yeah. Man. I think, it, like, he had, like, a whole album of songs off mm-hmm. of that. A lot of it was scoring, too, though. Yeah. No. The same, well, Dan, what's his name? Danny Elfman did the scoring, but, yeah. they. But, the, but like, there, uh, there was a lot of actual songs yep, yep. there, too. And so here is uh, his... Bat Dance song. So this is Bat Dance from Prince. And I forgot to ask before we started, is the official music video okay? It's about six. Okay, I didn't know it for sure because there was like five, six versions of it. So yeah, here we go. Bat Dance. Let's do it. Yeah, it's uh, it, like it's very, very campy. Like, there's, uh, you can just feel like uh, elements of like Batman 1966. Oh, in there. for sure. Well, and that's kind of how the first Tim Burton one yeah. feels too, you know. And get yeah. like the the the, the Tim Burton film had like mixes of like that and like serious Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, but yeah, this music video too with the the synchronized Batmans and stuff. That's yeah, just so fucking synchronized silly. Batmans and Jokers <laughs> <Yeah>. dancing. Uh. Well, I think one of the strangest bands that has come out in uh, probably the last, how many years now is that? 12 years or so? Uh, I would say that's uh, D-Antword or Di-Antword, however you want to call it. Uh, it was hard to choose one because some I really like and some I don't at all. Uh, so I kind of went in the middle. This isn't my first choice for one of their songs. But I remember it being one of the biggest songs when they first came out. Uh, so, of course, let's pick Fatty Boom Boom.
Suddenly you interested cause we're blowing up overseas Yes, yes, yes Fucking with the best Yeah, I... The other thing, like, if you've ever seen their music videos, it's like, how the fuck do they think up half the stuff that's in these things? I mean, she's in total blackface and black body with these huge fucking big eyes and stuff, and I can't even explain what's going on in these things at all. Uh, but yeah, D'Ant, we're whatever. It's something else. Yeah, they're they're weird. Very much so. Ugly Boy is one of my favorite songs, and I think Your Freaky is pretty good, too. But otherwise, they're, they're hard for me to touch. Uh, what you got, bud? Well, when I was thinking about this list, I was trying to think, well, let's go with a band that like was named after an airplane. So I had to think of all the different airplanes that like have uh, bands named after How them. How many are there? Well, does Jefferson Airplane count as? <laughs> because that would make it two. Well, they also turn into a starship, so. That's, that's, a di- that's not it. That's completely different. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you could say Foo Fighter. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's that's completely different. That's still that's unidentified. I know. Yeah, there, there's no. Yeah, no, there, but, I uh, so I decided to go with the B fifty twos. Well, oh no, no Gay, That was a song, so no, that yeah. wasn't it either. So yeah, the B fifty twos. Yeah. So they they did weird stuff. A they, lot of them. Yeah. Uh, I decided to go with the Fever Dreamish Rock Lobster, which actually, after listening to this again after a while, like, it's not as like. It's not as jam packed with lyrics as I was expecting. Oh, it's not at like, all. There's a lot yeah. of just like uh, room in there for people to just dance, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dance on the beach. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's five minutes of just dance music. Uh, yeah, you, there's also Planet Claire. That was one I was thinking. I was also thinking of doing Rock Lobster. And uh, Dance This Mess Around is one of my all time favorite B52 songs. But yeah, Rock Lobster. That, yeah. that fits strangest and oddities <laughs> to a T. So here's Rock Lobster from the B52s. <laughs> I apologize for the shitty quality of that, but uh, yeah, it's a, that's a great song. Though. <laughs> uh, fuck, I didn't know where to even pick on this song because it's 10 minutes of pretty much greatness. Uh, it's the title track from David Bowie's final album that I did, Black Star. And uh, it's kind of just rambles on, goes all over the place, has two different sound signatures. They're like going on different parts, and it's really jazz influenced kind of. Uh, but this is Black Star by David Bowie. Oh, man. 
Josh, your next song. Yeah, we're uh, we were we were very lucky that uh, David Bowie was able to uh, like he he knew he was dying at the time, and yeah, he was right? able to still put out like such a great album. Yeah, that album freaking cool. Yeah. So my next song and my final song is it became <laughs> uh, a bit of a meme. I uh, never heard of it before until we were here on Sunday and you told me to look it up. So basically, th- this is a song called "Big Enough" from Kieran J. Callanan. Uh, it's uh, from uh, an Australian ar- uh, musician. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that it's mostly Australian artists in the song. I don't even think it's we're going to hear the actual song, are we? No, we're we're not going to be hearing. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about it a little bit. Uh, so it's basically like a song about like these two cowboys singing about like besides weird stuff going on. Uh, it's like about how this town just might be big enough for the both of them. And then like it finishes off with this whole thing about like how everybody should is like just thinking about all these other countries and like just. Uh, everything should be everybody should be in peace together. So the world's big enough for all of us. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. But uh, but <laughs> there's a great moral behind the two minutes. But it's uh, but at a certain point in the time, like when it switches to like uh, let's see, the whistler is Molly Lewis. Uh, they, they it switches to her whistling, and then her whistling calls forth a giant cowboy in the sky, who uh, will let's hear what the giant cowboy in the sky starts doing when he's uh as soon as he comes in. After a lovely song about the world's big enough. said this in a lonely town and what I wouldn't give to have a friend around we could trade in all our silver bullets and buy a patch of dust this town might just be big enough That was, uh, I had to figure out what they actually sounded like, too, there. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, and so that's Jimmy Barnes who's doing, <laughs> doing the yelling. They basically had him come in and yell for five minutes. Do you know who this Jimmy Barnes is or anything? Uh, or? I don't know anything more about He's, uh, another Australian, uh, rock singer. Okay, so. okay. Well, then that makes sense. Like, so. he's, he's, so he's the cowboy in the sky, and, uh. Jimmy Barnes, huh? Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Uh, my final, <laughs> my final one is by the Beatles. And, uh, I mean, they had a whole bunch of nutty songs once they went into the shrooms and acid and everything back in the day. Uh, so I had to pick something from the Magical Mystery Tour. Why not I Am the Walrus? Boy, I've been a naughty girl, you let your knickers down. I am the Eggman. They are the Eggman. I am the Walrus. 
complete randomness that song actually is quite great yeah it's uh they were on so many drugs <laughs> I, I i have played that song in like rock band uh because they did a beatles version of that and that's very weird that you see all the lyrics going across the screen it's like wow <laughs> no yeah uh when i was on the your last page there is <laughs> sorry <laughs> dr phil but everybody's dr phil deep fake <laughs> gotta watch that when we get done <laughs> Oh shit! All right, let's uh, let's close the show out. You gotta go back to work. I gotta go take a nap. Go back to work. Here we go. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New shows are released every other Thursday. The theme for our next show is... Well, uh, you brought up uh, Project Blue Book earlier, so I was Ooh. wondering, I think maybe our next topic should be Aliens Amongst Us. Ooh. Amongst Us. Aliens Amongst Us. Ooh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we can do there. Perfect. Uh, so that's our next theme for the show for our next... Blah, 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 the theme for our next show is Aliens Among Us. For updates and more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Suits, or you can follow us on Twitter at Blind Underscore Ninja. Our flagship show, Department of Defense, is still live every Sunday evening. Come join the fun at BlindNinjaSuits.com slash live. This show and all of our other ones are available to stream on our website at BlindNinjaSuits.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or whatever kind of podcast thing you use to listen to us. Uh, Legends of Love Those should be coming back here in the next couple weeks. Uh, one of our friends got in an accident by falling down the stairs, so we don't know when for sure he's going to come back on. We might try and do a one-off again coming up here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, if you just can't get enough of Soundwave or Blind Ninja Studios, you should help support us. Uh, at the bottom of our homepage, click on Patreon and sign up. It works like a monthly donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even, lows, even as low as a buck. Also, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon, don't forget to stop our homepage first and click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the page. Do all your shopping like you normally do, and when you check out, Amazon, Amazon kicks a little money towards us. It doesn't cost you anything. It's pretty damn cool. You should do it. Questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindnewsviews.com, or even easier, message us on Facebook. We'll see you again in two weeks. Thank <laughs> you.